But first, more than 200 Chicago area businesses and eight schools closed their doors yesterday in a show of solidarity with Gaza, where more than 17,700 Palestinians have been killed in two months of war. Now, the business closures here are part of a global strike demanding a ceasefire. And they come before this afternoon's non-binding vote by the U.N. General Assembly on whether to call for that ceasefire. Now, local organizers also held a rally yesterday in Bridgeview, the southwest suburban community also known as Little Palestine. And this morning, we spoke with Diana Uthman of American Muslims for Palestine, Manal Abdelatif, an elementary teacher at Meadow Ridge in Orleans School District 135, and Louis Abdelrasul, who's co-owner of Holy Buckets Halal Chicken and Pizza in Bridgeview. All three were involved in yesterday's action. We started by asking Louis about how the rally went. Um, yesterday's rally was <clears throat> was was amazing um, to see so many people unite on a, a short notice and for the greater cause um, for us to come together that fast and close down over what I believe is over 200 businesses in a matter of hours um, was truly amazing. It, it felt good. The energy was amazing. And we hope that it, it got somewhat of our message across the world that, hey, um, we mean business. Manel, what are your thoughts on yesterday's rally? You know what I um, noticed about the rally that there were many you know, um, children, you know, because I am an educator and I um, look to see. So there were a lot of Palestinian youth and children at the rally yesterday and they were all like chanting and, you know, very um, strong willed. Um, so that's something that I, you know, I loved. And we have to teach our um, our generations that are coming that, you know, not just to think about themselves, about, you know, people around the world that are being oppressed and stand up, even if you're standing alone, stand up for justice, stand up for these people that don't have a voice, be mm -hmm. their voice. And that made me very proud yesterday to see that a lot of the people that were there were um, youth. Uh, you know, Deanna, from your perspective, right, because as we, we talked about, there were hundreds of businesses, eight schools all taking part yesterday organizing this effort what, what did that look like um honestly it was very fast um we had you know received the call for the strike the night before pretty much when we were kind of looking into it and debating how we should act and how we should get a hold of everyone um and we just kind of went into full-on organizing mode and had people just you know send texts make phone calls everyone reach out to their contacts at the various businesses in the area and the schools and basically uh informing them about what the strike uh was and how the call came from the various uh, voices within Gaza um and you know we were shocked at how quickly we were able to gather responses um to gather people to organize for the press conference and the rally um everyone was very supportive um and one of the the things that people really felt yesterday was that they were reclaiming their neighborhood um because it is called little palestine and for myself i've grown up in this area i've been here since i was born um i've gone to elementary school and high school in this area now raising my kids in it 
And so um, it felt very empowering to have all of our youth, as Manel said, and the people who have invested so much um, in creating the community out on the streets. Manel, why was it important to you to join this global strike? You know, personally, I've been, um, you know, Palestine is in my heart. Like, I've uh, been, like, very passionate about the cause um, since I was young and since a little girl. And even though that we are, like, halfway across the world, um, it was very important for me to see how our community gets together and how everybody in the community has this passion, whether they were born Palestinian, born in Palestine, or even like from different parts of the world. Um, so that was kind of up- uplifting and it gives you a little bit more power and it, it, it takes away all that hopelessness that we might have. Um, just more motivation to move on and keep fighting. Louis, what would you say is the message you're trying to send to people around the world? I, I would say um, as a business owner, both uh, and personally, I feel like there's a sense of people trying to take, take away our identity from us because we are in the United States. Um, as we are American, uh, we're also Palestinian, and it doesn't change uh, wherever we are. And we will use all of our platforms, whether it be someone like myself that's a business owner or like the my fellow peers here that are teachers, educators, um, uh, whatever you may be, that our message is that we will use our platforms and we are not scared to speak. And um, in any way, shape or form that we can make a difference, we will. What's your message to the U.S. government specifically, Deanna? Our primary message is we want a permanent um, ceasefire now. This is something that we've been calling for with all of our marches, our rallies, our demonstrations, our direct actions. This has been the primary message. And unfortunately, this is something that our president continues to reject. Um, We want to see this aid to Israel come to an end. Um, Our tax dollars are going to fund a literal genocide against our own people. Uh, We have, I personally have family members who are in Gaza who do not have access to food or water. Um, And meanwhile, my own government is spending billions of dollars to send weapons to the Israeli regime. Um, We want to see our elected officials respond to our calls. Um, We are their constituents and we have been dismissed by many of them uh, when calling for a ceasefire, making calls to their offices, sending emails, um, going there in person, holding Zoom meetings. We've tried so many different avenues. Um, And so these are the primary things that we're looking for right now. And obviously to end the siege on Gaza that has crippled the population for so many years. Um, And, you know, people need to realize that Gaza has been under siege and they have had limited access to resources, to food, to water, to electricity, to freedom of movement long before October 7th. Um, And so this has only made their living situation a million times worse um, when they were already living in a very difficult uh, situation. Well, we know just on Friday, the uh, U.S. vetoed a United Nations Security Council proposal for a a ceasefire in the war. Um, 
How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, this is really making a mockery of international law. I mean, how many times can you vote on ending a genocide and have the U.S. veto it, have Israel basically uh, get away with all of these crimes with impunity? And the world just is watching. Um, Palestinians are calling out for help in every way possible, um, whether it's the citizen journalists on social media or the youth that are on TikTok or um, representatives of, of the people. And so, you know, they have exhausted themselves um, making these requests and these appeals to the world. And these requests continue to fall on deaf ears, unfortunately. Louay and, and Manal, I'd, I'd love to hear from you as well. We know the UN General Assembly is set to vote on a ceasefire resolution today. Your thoughts? You first, Manal. Exactly. Like I compare exactly what um, Deanna was saying about like, you know, this needs to go through, and we're going to go like with every single thing that we can to try to push the ceasefire. And sometimes we do feel like. We, we feel helpless or it's not in our hands because the U.S. keeps, you know, using their right to veto against it um, while the rest of the world is just watching. Um, so hopefully, you know, today we'll see some results um, with that, too, that, you know, that our hopes and prayers are that, you know, there's a permanent ceasefire. Louis? Uh, someone helped me uh, make sense of it all, how... As a business owner, as a born and raised um, citizen of this uh, country, why my voice doesn't matter, why my tax dollars don't matter, um, it almost seems like we have zero voice. Yeah. And it's just frustrating to, to see that the country that I was born and raised in is standing up for something as crazy as genocide. Uh, this shouldn't even be a debate. We shouldn't even be voting on this. So it's pretty heartbreaking and it's pre pretty frustrating, but we hope that uh, in the end, good will uh, prevail. Manel, what have you been hearing from parents and students? You know, we've had a lot of parents um, talking about this, asking support for the students um, in our school district. Um, we have a lot of support throughout the district. Therefore, I see myself as uh, a support system for the Palestinian um, Arab American students in my school. Um, we've sent out letters. You know, these the, these kids, they, they hear what's going on. You know, they know. They see social media. They hear their parents. They see some of them have family. Some kids that have, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins in Gaza and the West Bank where um, a, a, a lot of violence happening as well. A lot of killings are happening as well. So, I mean, the parents are frustrated that they're not really getting that much support for their, you know, kids in the school system. Um, and it's kind of like ignored, like it's not really that big of an issue. Um, so that's very disheartening as well. But um, again, we will keep fighting um, for for our kids, and I'm I'm here as a support, as you know, the voice for the the, the the little kids in my school that you know feel that they don't have a voice. Louis, are your customers reacting? Absolutely, um, customers are showing more support than ever. 
Um, and, and and it's not just Palestinians. We get all walks of life that come in and let us know that, hey, we are here to support. We have uh, campaigns. Uh, we had a campaign last month that we donated 100% of our sales to Gaza Relief in one day, and the amount of uh, people that showed up was unbelievable. Uh, we also have another campaign going on that um, – we're donating all of our pizza sales from now till the end of the year uh, to Gaza Relief Funds through Pious Projects. And we get a crazy amount of uh, support and love, like I said, from all walks of life. We have everybody coming in telling us, hey, we, um, we're sorry about what's going on and uh, we're here to support in any way we can. In your view, Deanna, was this strike a success? Uh, definitely. I think that we were able to mobilize our community. We were able to show that um, we are united and we stand together and that we heeded the call from our uh, brothers and sisters in Gaza and that um, when they appeal to us that we are here for them, um, that our, our teachers are here for them, our business owners are here for them, our families are here for them, our organizers, um, and that we will do anything that we can that's within our power um, to amplify their calls. Um, you know, we we were, you know, skeptical whether we could get a hold of people and get them out with, again, only a few hours notice that morning. Um, and we were shocked at the amount of people that came out. We were shocked that the list continued to grow throughout the day. Um, people had changed their plans. They had rerouted everything they uh, were going to do for that day as far as their businesses. Um, and they, they came on board. And so um, we're very proud that we were able to um, mobilize this amount of people. Uh, we also had a lot of recorded absences in the public schools um, across the, the districts in this area. Um, they had reported, uh, I believe, 600 absences due to the strike at Stag High School in this area, um, as well as uh, some well into the hundreds in uh, some of the elementary and middle schools. And these were um, absences that were reported to be in solidarity with the strike. There have been talks of, of continuing the global strike, you know, today in, in light of the United Nations General Assembly likely voting on that draft resolution I mentioned earlier. From what I understand, you all, you're back at work today. But what do you think about strikes continuing, Manal? We have to keep fighting. We have to keep pushing. We have to keep doing what we're doing in order for our voices to be heard and for this um, genocide to stop and for um, to push for a permanent ceasefire. I also wanted to add that um, uh, exactly what Deanna had in our school district, even though our school district is elementary school, um, you know, younger kids, but we did have a big amount of absences, about 100 in each school, and most of it was in solidarity with the strike. So um, if we stay united together, well, and, you know, things can happen, you know, things can change for sure. Louie, what do you think about strikes going forward? I think the strike was an amazing um, <clears throat> global event. I think moving forward, we have more than one way to strike. Uh, as a business owner, um, I'm no good to the community when I'm closed or, or, or these relief efforts. So um, moving forward, being open, shooting, um, having different campaigns, 
in any way, shape, or form that we can help as a business, um, we're going to do so uh, no matter what. We're in the heart of Little Palestine, and um, we're going to do everything we can to help the people, uh, our brothers and sisters in Gaza, um, striking, not striking, um, any way we can help, we're going to help. Before I let you all go, Deanna, we recently reported here at WBEZ that Cook County has more Palestinian Americans living here than any other county in this country. So while you have the ears of our listeners, what do you want them to know right now about your community and what it's going through still? I want them to understand that our community has deep roots um, in Chicago. My grandparents came here um, in the 40s. My great-grandfather came here um, in the 1920s. So we have built this area, um, especially Bridgeview. I remember when I was young, um, there was barely any life around here. There weren't many homes, there weren't many businesses, um, and we really breathed life into this community. And so we want the people who live with us, who are our neighbors, who are our officials to understand that we are human beings and we have been dehumanized for so long in so many ways, but whether it's by elected officials or in media, uh, where we're portrayed as less than human. And so we want people to understand that we are um, a community that contributes to America in many different ways, um, from, you know, our, our businesses to our educated individuals who are in schools, who are physicians, who are professors, who are pharmacists, who are lawyers, um, we're really part and parcel of this area. And so it's really disheartening to see that when there is uh, coverage of our events, our protests, our actions, uh, there are so many hateful comments that people make um, under, uh, you know, the online posts, at least. Um, and even emails. I myself has, have received really um, hateful emails uh, after, you know, either writing things um, that were published or being interviewed. Um, I do want to offer some hope in that, you know, our events, our uh, rallies, our protests have been more diverse than ever. Um, we have had support across communities. We have allies from um, every community um, in the Chicagoland area, and we're very, very proud of that. Um, however, we do just challenge people to really examine their frame of thought and how they're seeing Palestinians and how they're seeing um, the Palestinians that they live and work with. We've been speaking with Diana Uthman of American Muslims for Palestine, Manal Abdelatif with Meadow Ridge and Orland School District 135, and Louis Abdel Rasul of Holy Buckets Halal Chicken and Pizza. Thank you all very much for making the time for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us.